it's time for a praise break. And a lot of times we give a praise break when we're like, thank you, Jesus, because things are going so well. And we're like, thank you, Jesus. But when we have excelled to a new round, many of the times we're not aware that we have excelled. So we just feel like, what's going on? It feels like I have to push more, to press more, to pray more, and to praise more. It seems like things are not happening good for me right now. It seems like one thing after another, and when things happen wrong, God gains our attention by us looking up, saying, what's going on? But the thing is, it's right happening for you. It's right. It's not wrong happening for you. So I want you to know that when you and I excel to a new round, we cannot bring the old way on the new round. So God's attention towards us that we pay attention regarding him and we come up higher with our faith, come up higher with our praise, come up higher with acknowledging that we have actually excelled. So everything I did before, it has to increase. Increase is not just financially. Increase is not just coming with people, places, no things. No, increase is spiritually. Increase is supernaturally. He's always placing his super on everything that appeared to be natural. You understand? There's a shift that has taken place. And many of us are not aware of the atmosphere that's taking place around us. And we're not saying words that align with the atmosphere. Pay attention, please, of what's happening around you. Because what's in you is taking place on the outside of you. What's inwardly is happening outwardly. And many of us just see it outwardly and not knowing what to do. And some of us are not seeing with our spiritual eyes and we're around an atmosphere of glory outwardly, but we're looking naturally and we're becoming very confused, frustrated, and we feel agitated and we feel like it's too many things that we have to do. God would never put too much on you. So you and I have to come up higher by looking in God's point of view. In all that we do. See, the shift is every person who is authentic, who is transparent, who is original, who is honest and open about their walk, open and honest about their deliverance, open and honest about their testimonies unto the glory of God, honest about why you are where you are, humble, honesty, modesty about being humbled. You just went on the front line. If you are a person that doesn't lie, a person that doesn't cheat your way in life, a person that doesn't try to get over, a person who don't try to control, a person who do not, you know, be mean and don't walk by faith and walk in by sight, you are in the front. 
If you're a person who's just so honest about what you want, just so honest about where you are in life and how far you really see yourself going, you are in the front. If you can be honest about what you expect from God, if you can be honest about knowing that you still receiving consecration from God, still receiving empowerment from God, if you can admit you don't know everything, if you can admit that you love to listen instead of teach, you are in the front line. If you are honest about what you do in your secret place and God rewards you openly, you are on the front line. If you're not pressing to praise, you are on the front line. If you're not pressing to give thanks, you are on the front line. If you don't pretend, you are on the front line. If you are open, you are on the front line. If you're not religious in the sense of having all these rules and condemning people and looking at them beneath you, then you are on the front line. If you're not sarcastic, you are on the front line. If you walk in forgiveness, you are on the front line. If you are obedient to the call, you are on the front line. If it's all about God and not about you, then you are on the front line. If you are the opposite, you just went in the back. And you don't have to stay in the back because they don't have to be like that. If it was up to God, we will all be on the same line. And that's why God put the troops, no. The militants, no. The army crew, no. The warriors, no. The psalmists, yes. The worshipers. He put the worshipers on the front line. Those who give praise on the front line. Because there is no hiding in praise. There is no lying in praise. There is no secrecy in praise. Because when you look up to God, your praise is saying, Father, I believe. Your praise is saying, Father, I'm still going to continue. Your faith is saying, God, I am here in spite of what I do not understand. But I do understand that I lean not to my own understanding in all my ways that I do understand and I understand to acknowledge you when I don't understand what's going on because that's how you direct my path and that's our mutual understanding. When we deny truth, we're in the back. When we hide who we are, we're in the back. When we can't admit what we want, we're in the back. When we're thinking about what we want, we're in the back. If we can't be honest, Holy Spirit has no access because Holy Spirit is a comforter of truth. Now, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what can Holy Spirit do? We'll be in the back. You ever seen a rehearsed praise and a free praise? They look totally different. There's a commercialized praise. And we've been doing that from day to day, generation upon generation. And you know the praise and shout when you rotate each leg and you hopping. You understand? But when you are praising from a place that you know that you know that you know, it's totally different. It becomes radical because you don't care who's watching. You don't care what people have to say because it's just you and God in the atmosphere regarding everything he bring you out of. And you know he's going to continue to bring you out to bring you into. 
That's where the praise is. And that's who are on the front. It's victory in our praise. So when we walk victorious, we are praising God. When we are being honest, we are praising God. When we are being modest, we are praising God. When we are being authentic, we are praising God. When we're not being insecure, we are praising God. If I don't have to look at you to feel good about myself, we are praising God. If I don't need your money to bless me, I am praising God. You cannot need a person for anything other than being quickened and sharpened. And you're going to hear a lot about impartation. Because we have to impart in each other. God is revealing the things that we do behind closed doors that we don't have others to know. He's exposing that. So here is a warning from Holy Spirit to all of us. Stop it right now or we will be exposed in the lies that we tell and the lie that we live in. While we being positioned in the back and those who are being positioned in the back is going to clearly be seen because things going to be seen and heard and clearly understood what happens behind the four walls that we don't even know about. See, God say, I will, I shall reward you openly. What you do in secret place. So it has to be a good deed that we do or we would not receive a what? A reward. But he will expose everything that is hidden because the word says Satan comes to make a fool out of us. So he causes us to dig our own ditch deeper and the darker, the deeper until we are destroyed and exposed into that thing that he came to destroy us in and destroy us with. So you and I must hear Holy Spirit again. If you're walking around, if I'm walking around being dishonest, if I live one way in front of a certain amount of people, a certain group of people, a certain place or regarding receiving certain things, and I come home and there's a difference in my behavior, a difference in my demeanor, a difference in how I talk, a difference regarding my walk, I will be exposed because God is exposing the lies just as well as the truth because too many lies are pushing people away from his truth. Because everybody is not as strong as each other, even though he dealt to every single one the same measure of faith. We all don't use it the same. So there are people who just not as strong and deeply rooted and planted into the vine as you and I, that one little piece of disrespect can cause them to walk away from God. One little lie they can see us tell, it could cause them to walk away. And many of us say, well, that's on them. They shouldn't have got up and walked away. But we can't say that because people coming in to lean to us for an understanding, lean to us for support because we should know better because we live better. So we have to do better and people expect that from us. You are in church. You are saved. You pray day to day. You exercise faith and you don't walk by sight. You don't live worldly. You don't operate of the world even though you're a part to be in this middle realm which is the earth. But you have a difference in you and I'm watching you and I'm coming near you because God said he's going to draw all men unto you. So we are responsible to lead them in the way they should go.
too many people walking away because of the encounters that they had from us who look like we say and look like we do, but the whole time behind the four walls when no one's around, we don't say and do nothing. I wound up preaching last night. I didn't plan to in my circle. You know why I preach? Because a lot of times I sit down and let others talk. But Holy Spirit always say, uh-uh, say, say, say. Because sometimes I can say all of this at home and it gets to a place and I can feel in the atmosphere. People may not want to hear what God really has to say. How many people you said something too, and they said they could take it. You didn't tell me anything. Be honest with me. I would never get mad. And you do. And guess what? They do the opposite as to what they said. Now they don't want to call you anymore. And you only say what God says. So if you're receiving like that from me, how much more you don't give access to God for you to receive from him? If we can't hear God through each other. How much more? It's going to be no access if he talks to us himself. Because we're saying the same thing. And check this out. It may appear to be different to some of us because we looking at a vessel and looking at God different. But God said the love that you love yourself with and the love that you love yourself with is the love I first love you with. You show that same love to your neighbor. So if you look at me less than a person who has access to hear the voice of God to impart into you, you're going to miss your blessing and your breakthrough every single time. Same goes for me. You understand? We have to know that we know that we know that we know. Because things that happen that we're not aware, it's going to show due to who's in the front and who's in the back. And those in the back don't have to stay in the back. We have to humble ourselves. Many of us don't even testify. Many of us walk every day doing the same schedule every day and do not allow Holy Spirit to freely break out. We have all these gifts, all this challenge, and we're only encountering Holy Spirit freely breaking out on Sunday. That was powerful Sunday, wasn't it? Then you encounter the presence. Then you did. We live that way. No one wants to hear what we give to people because they can give it back. We have to give what's on the inside to tap into the hidden things inside of them. If I give you things, it's going to run out. But if I give you what can never run out, you will never run out. And it comes by a word which also back it up with a D. So what are we doing all day? 
Are we just watching each other be used? Or are we being used without tools? I don't have this on my schedule today, so that means I can lie down and just relax. Yeah, let God do that. Let God do that. Because we can't make it about us. Because the moment we make it about us, we take our attention off him. I need a vacation. Why? Because I work too much. I deserve to have some fun. I, and guess what? You are worth all of that. But our motives are wrong concerning that. Because your life spent with God is a vacation. Because everything that you receive, you did not even earn. But it was afforded unto you. Just like a vacation that we feel like we deserve. And many of us don't even earn a vacation. So it's not about going and having fun in the sun. Yes, you will. And yes, you can. But your motives have to be on one accord with God. How does that happen when you discover who you really are? So we can know how to really talk. Because we know how to really think. And then we know what's really in our hearts. Because to be honest, who around you, who around me, even including ourselves, walking around here every day with the time that we have Christ-like? Are we on the highways? Are we walking around laying hands? How many wheelchairs we walk past? How many people we bury with cancer? How many? And we hungry for a burger? We hungry for a rice bowl. We hungry for a muse We hungry for marriage to have some what? We hungry for luxury. Do you know what it's like to see how God see? He see everything, everywhere, all the time, always. You can just look out your window and see what you see. He see all of that. All the time. Here in every heart, everywhere, all the time. Seeing what we do, how we do all the time. And walking with us while we do it all the time. We keep having encounters with God, with each other who already seek God. But how many people around you and I, how many friend requests we receive who we don't know? How many people supporting us who really want Christ in you? How many people coming to you saying, who are you? Who am I? Who is this God in you? Can you help me? Can you pray for me? Or people just liking, subscribing, and commenting based upon what you know to do. And they know because they do it too. Christ wasn't just surrounded by those who knew him. He said, I came for those who need a physician. So he was surrounded by people who needed healing, who needed help. So how did they come to him? He surrounded his heart by being, having a glory, excuse me, set before him. Having a glory set before him. Being available, being attentive, being passionate, showing compassion. Everywhere he went, he showed compassion.
Everywhere he went. It's like wherever I go, I have to be used. You have to be used. That's how we are. But many of us think that it's not a good thing. It's not a good feeling we get when we go out in society and want to be used because we feel that little feeling inside like, am I about to really do this on this street in this 7-Eleven in front of these people? I'm about to do what I normally do in front of people who serve God too? I'm about to really take what happens inside the church out the church? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's not just for a selector few. When God says only a few are chosen, many are handpicked, but only a few, God has no, and God is no, has no respect of persons for you or me. He is no respect of a person. He's not going to respect you more than me, be less than you. You're not going to honor or bless you more than me, be more than you. It's just that there are only those who are available to walk in the call. There are many of us who know we've been called, but only a few of us who are actually walking in it. That's what he meant. You understand? Let me tell you about the parable of the ten virgins. You can get over one million lessons out of that. Let me just give you a few. See, many of us say, okay, there were five virgins who didn't have extra oil, so they last going to go out. And there are five who did, so they are very smart. They're not playing around with purpose. They are doing a good deed. Good for them. But I want you to look a little deeper than that, because Christ's parables mean so much. Just like reading one scripture and over and over again, you're going to get a different revelation over and over again. Now, here goes a revelation unto you. The five that had the lamps, they were selfish. They were selfish because they knew that the other five didn't get extra. So they already knew they were going to be in need and none of them offered them any type of assistance or even reminded them to get what they know they need to have so they can also accept the visitation when the bridegroom come. They all going together. They all walking together. They all live the same lifestyle. Listen to the purple because they all tend what women and they all what virgins. So they all hung together. That's why they all went together and they know the location where to meet Christ. So guess what? They went in the woods and they were at the location. So you already at your location. That's like I'm at my location at night. I cannot see, but I know I'm right there. And Christ said, meet him here. So I don't even have to move whether I'm in the dark or not. So the ones with the light, they could have just grouped up in sets of twos. It's 10 and five had. So two sets, oh, come on somebody. And they did not even decide, listen to the purple. They did not even decide to help out their sister. They did not even decide to have them to group up. So we all can make the visit. No, instead we're going to look at you because that's on you if you don't do what you're supposed to do, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to do so I choose not to help you. I choose not to impart in you. I choose not to extend love unto you. I choose not and left them like that. And Christ said he came and he received 
the ones who were there. See, the ones who were there should have sent the ones who were there with them away. Ooh, God. <laughs> and they did. And they did. That's like, I know to come to work. They said, don't come to work on Tuesday. We're going to do some construction. So everybody come on Wednesday. Don't forget, guys. I'm not going to send an email. And a person having a spirit, don't forget to remind everybody, y'all. We, we, we colleagues. Let's remind each other. Don't forget not to come to work on, you know, on the day she said don't come to work because they're doing construction. And we fill in our spirits. Yeah, let's tell each other. But somebody says, you know what? No, that's on them. I heard. I remember. Choose not to help. And guess what? They're wondering why nobody's there. Oh, I forgot. And they get to work on the next day and say, I came up there. I forgot. Oh, we knew we was thinking about who was going, but you didn't reach out and say anything. That's like knowing somebody dress is up in the back and refuse to tell them. Knowing that somebody got tissue hanging from the back of their pants, but you choose not to tell them. Knowing somebody got lipstick on their teeth and you choose not, I choose not to tell them. Knowing that somebody gave you $20 and they're supposed to give you 10 and we choose not to tell them. And they give us more than what we actually supposed to get, but we choose not to tell them. We in arguments and people start to confess how they really feel and you express how you feel. But when it comes to others that are around, you choose, I choose not to tell them. And God gives us a revelation to give to the community or give to those who are around us while we're soaking or praying at any functional event and we choose not to tell them. God would say, say something and we choose not to tell them. They watched the women only pack one set of oil. They didn't take no extra and they choose not to remind them. And they chose not to help them. No, don't go away. We already here at the location. That's like if Christ said, meet me at the National Harbor, right there by the Ferris wheel. Okay, and don't move. Be right there by the booth. Okay, I get there. It's dark. I have no lamp. And guess what? If he say meet him right there, guess what? I already made it to that point in place, so I don't even have to move no further. So I'm going to stay right here whether I have oil you or not. Come on, someone. Come on, someone. And that's why he said in the parable, as soon as they left, he came. <laughs> and knowing Christ, if he kept that parable going, he would have said to the ones who went in, why didn't you help the ones who walked away? He would have asked them, where is Samantha? Where's Susan? Where's Barbara? Where's Deborah? Oh, they didn't have no extra oil. You have extra oil? Yeah. Why didn't you group up with them? Are you supposed to link up? Don't iron sharpen iron? Didn't I say in the word when two or three, not with just one? So why didn't you help your sisters? If you knew I was coming for all of you, why did, why did you send them away? Why did you watch them walk away? You're supposed to extend a hand to your sisters. Extend a hand to your brothers. Hallelujah. That's what we're supposed to do, guys. Hallelujah. Sometimes we may feel like we're going through it. It's like everything is not happening the way how it's supposed to or how we want it to. And we're thinking that something is wrong. But we got to really stop and just pray or proclaim in the name of Jesus.
See, God's spirit is on a rise because we are walking in spirit and in truth. And that causes us to rise up. Because this is what God is dealing with. Anyone who have a conversation about you and I, and we're not included, and do they want to call you after they had a discussion about what they already talked about, and they want to talk to you, God is not dealing with that. And what I mean by that, he's not having us to deal with that. Because it's all about a motive. There's no way someone going to conversate about you or me conversate about you, and you're not there, and you should be included. I have a whole meeting about you, and then I call you after the fact. That's not what we do. And God said that's happening too much. Many of us are ordering people around. Do this. Get this. Buy this. I need this. Hold on. Wait a second. Don't be needy. It could be a person stressed out. You call me all the time when something is going wrong. You call me all the time when you want something from the store. You call me all the time to bring you something home, bring you something to work. And I do it for you, and I do it for you, but you got to get up and do it for yourself. Many of us want people to take care of us. And don't even not take care of no fruits of the spirit coming out of us. And wonder why people don't want to be around us. Everybody is not going to sit at someone's feet who put a shoe in their head. Everybody is not going to hug a person who put a knife in their back. Everybody's not going to call nobody on the phone when a person always calling them out. It's all about transparency and not trying to be a parent that's trans. In a wrong direction. Transmitting deception. Transforming into a monster. Transporting demonic attacks. Transitioning decrease upon decrease instead of glory to glory. The wrong type of trance. And have a transcript of falsified theology. And it's not just parents. It's people, period. Who's doing it. God is addressing all of it now. The shift has already taken place. People that need to be in the front, in the front. Those who don't, in the back. Simple as that. And you don't have to stay in the back. I don't have to stay in the back. Am I willing to humble myself? Father! 
I'm ready to change once and for all. Because many of us are so dramatic and want people to know we're doing all these things. I got this to do, that to do. It's just so much. It's just so much, much. It's too much for me. So before I close off of here, I really, really want you to know that if we're not being honest, we are in the back. If we can't even testify, we're in the back. Because there is truth. It blesses people. It it delivers people when we're honest. And if we're not honest about what God has done for us, if we're afraid that people are going to take it wrong, it's a way how to testify. You and I don't have to give every detail. Who going to go around and say, oh, I used to sell my body. Oh, I used to, you know, take money from people. And not even aware we could be the people they talking about. It's a way to testify for the things that you don't feel comfortable with until you do. But as long as you make a fresh start and get it out. You and I have to get it out. Someone came to me and said, Q, I love you. Thanks for coming to my house. But you are always up here. We don't. It's not even about that. What it is, is, is that I'm not afraid to testify. And this person said, well, I'm going to testify to you then. Yeah, so that means that you're a people pleaser. Oh, I'm a people pleaser. When I'm afraid to testify, I'm ashamed of what I've been delivered from because I'm thinking people are going to look at me in my mess and not see me as a messenger. So really be honest about that, okay? I love you.